Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. I want to start today uh, a little series of messages that I'm calling Heroes of the Faith. Heroes of the Faith. I feel like the Lord has led me here in the Heroes of Faith found in Hebrews chapter 11 for several reasons. One is because we're a praying church. We're a praying church that loves God and loves people. We're a place of hope for anybody from anywhere. Our heart is to reflect Jesus by seeking the lost, serving the suffering, and sharing life together as we grow spiritually. That's our mission here. First and foremost, we're a praying church. But listen to me. We can pray all day long. We can pray until we're blue in the face. But unless we pray in faith, it's going to do no good. We have to have faith when we pray. That's the key that unlocks the supernatural power of God. And I don't know about you, but I want to experience the supernatural power of God in my life. And the only way it's going to happen is faith in God. And so I feel like the Lord has led me uh, to Hebrews chapter 11 to encourage us uh, over the next couple of weeks uh, to study these heroes of faith. You can open up your Bibles now if you have them. I'll have it on the screen. Uh, to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 uh, is really the great hall of fame of faith heroes. And it's put there for a reason. If we look at Hebrews in its context, we see that the writer of Hebrews, we're not really sure who the writer of Hebrews, uh, who it is, but many people believe it was the Apostle Paul, but we don't know for sure. But regardless of whoever it was, they were writing to these New Testament believers because they were going through some battles in their life. They were at a place where they were about to give up. They were about to quit. They were about to throw in the towel as walking as Christians. Have you ever been that way before? Going through some battles, feel like giving up, feel like throwing in the towel? Well, this writer, he is writing to these believers to encourage them that, yes, there's going to be some battles that you go through in life, but you can win and you can have victory as long as you have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, there's going to be some bumps in the road, but friend, you got to have faith. You can win even in the battles as long as you have faith in Jesus Christ. And he's encouraging them, if you back up to Hebrews 10, he says, endure, endure, endure. Don't give up. Don't quit. And then we get to Hebrews chapter 11, and he's encouraging them not to quit. And then he gives them a list of all these people way back in the Old Testament that were heroes of the faith. In other words, if they can do it, if they can do it, then you can do it. And what I appreciate about this list of people, you have people like Abraham and, and Sarah and Noah and Enoch and Moses and Joseph and Rahab, and the list goes on. They were everyday people, and they had one thing in common, and that was great faith. Yeah, they had, they had some messed up situations in their life, but they had one thing in common, and that was great faith in the Lord. That's what made them heroes of the faith. So what is a hero? A hero can be described as someone who is brave, 
A hero is someone who goes above and beyond to help someone or to rescue someone. Heroes are people who are trustworthy. Heroes are willing to sacrifice everything for the mission or for the cause. And so over the next few weeks, as we learn about these heroes of faith, we're going to take time at the beginning of each service to honor some local community heroes that are faithful to God and are being used by God to impact our community. Community. The Bible says to give honor what honor is due. And so we're going to take time each week uh, to honor some local community heroes. We're going to honor some ordinary people that have extraordinary faith. We're going to take time to honor and recognize people who are glorifying God in the way they're touching this community. This morning in the 9 o'clock service, we had a wonderful opportunity to honor Helping Hands Ministry with Reverend Lula Newkirk and her team. Very grateful for the impact that she's making in our community. And today at the 11 o'clock service, the one that you're in today, did you know this is the 11 o'clock service? We are going to honor some local heroes, the men of FIC, faith, integrity, and character. And I want to invite these gentlemen to the stage right now to join me, please. Let's make the men of FIC welcome today. This is a good-looking bunch of men, isn't it? They look like they're getting ready to sing a song. I know Brother Sam can do it. The men of FIC... And this is uh, Brother Al Sutherland, and I don't, I, forgive me for not knowing everyone's name, but I know this is the gentleman that uh, God placed in my life along with Brother Sam Platt, and I uh, had a chance to connect with the men of FIC, and they are making a, 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 an impact in our community for the glory of God. I'm telling you, these, are, these men got more energy than all of us put together in here. And they were, uh, I think, established in 2011, is that right? as the men of FIC, and they, they work in different ways doing outreach through our community. They're involved with a health fair that they promote in our community. They're involved with an uh, end-of-school celebration. I know some of you have served at the uh, back-to-pack school celebration service that we do at Nelson Street Park. They lead that up, and they help provide just physical, the physical needs for people in our community, but also the spiritual needs. Their heart is for the men in our community, and our men need to be the spiritual leaders. Amen. And they have a heart for it, and God is using them. And they, they, these are great men of God. I've had a chance to serve alongside of them, and I'm just grateful for all that God is doing through the men of FIC and how they're impacting our community today. So we have this plaque that we want to present to the men of FIC. It's the Community Hero Award. And it says, our Community Hero Award presented to the men of FIC, presented by Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church 2019. And this is just recognition that we know that you are faithful to God. God is using the men of FIC to bring glory to his name. And we're thankful for your faithfulness to him and what you're doing for the community. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Go ahead and, go ahead and just... We, Thank you for honoring them. They deserve it, I tell you. 
Not only do we present them a plaque, but today we present to you a love offering on behalf of our church to continue to uh, let you know that we want to be a partner with the men of FIC, that you would continue on with your mission and your vision to uh, make an impact here in our local community, uh, touching our kids and touching the men of our community and also helping um, really anybody from anywhere. And we're so grateful. So may God bless you and help you continue on with the mission of men of FIC. Yep. Hold on one second. I want to get a microphone for you. I can tell he wants to say something. <laughs> First, give an honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Amen. Christ. Uh, I do thank God for being here today. Thank God for your pastor. Give him a hand, please. Uh, I can't think exactly when it was, but it seemed like when we first met, uh, we were doing things in the community, and we decided to get together and do it together. Amen. And we just thank God for him. I thank God for you, First Pentecostal. We thank you for all that you do. And I know I've seen a lot of your faces at different events that we have, and we try to be at any. I don't have to be invited anymore to your events. So I'll just show <laughs> up. But we would like to invite you to our ninth annual health fair. It will be uh, on May the 18th at the Carver Culture Center. So we invite you all to come, invite you to invite others to come, and, and especially the men, because we know the men don't like to go to the doctor. Amen. So we want to get them there. And we just, uh, anything that we do, of course, the third weekend in August is our book bag giveaway. And uh, I know that First Pentecostal will be there. And we have some other things that we'll talk to Pastor Jeff about, but I, I don't have to tell you about what a good man you have right here. Amen. Amen. Jesus. It, it, uh, we got it, glory. From, from day one when we met, you know, we, we kicked it off. We, you know, we, we, we can laugh and joke, but we know what our mission is Amen. here in Mount Olive. So we do thank God for the recognition. We thank you for the donation. Because I don't care how much money you got, there's money to be spent in this community Amen. to help somebody. So yeah. we thank you. If I told you all the names, you wouldn't remember anyway. <laughs> and uh, he said we had a lot of energy. I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking down here. And, and I'll soon be 69, and I might be the youngest one in the bunch. <laughs> so we, you know we need your prayers. Just keep praying for us that we would do what God would have us to do. Our, our motto is men working together for Christ, and yes. that's what we're all about, and that's what we aim to do. God bless you. Thank Amen. you. God bless you, man. Hold on a second. How about just extending your hand out to the men of FIC, and let's pray over them and their ministry that God would continue to help it flourish and thrive and to expand it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray right now, God, and first we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the men of FIC. God, we thank you, Lord, for the 
the mission and the vision that you've placed on their heart, the burden, God, to work together to bring people to Christ, God. We thank you, God, for how you're working in our community. Lord, we know, Lord, there's greater things to be done, Lord. We just pray, Lord, a fresh anointing over these men and over the team. And God, just continue to encourage them, continue to use them, provide for them, meet every need of their life right now, God. And we pray, Lord, that you would take the men of FIC to another level, God. God, I pray, Lord, that you'll continue to work it all out for your glory in their life, Lord. And we thank you for the opportunity as a church, God, to be able to partner and, God, to serve this community to make a difference to bring you glory. And, God, we thank you. May you bless their faithfulness now. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you, man. God bless you. God bless you. Bless you, man. God bless you. Bless you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. Praise the Lord. We're honoring our heroes as we study about the heroes of faith. Today, real quickly, over the next few minutes, I want to take you down that hall of fame of faith for us to look at one hero in particular, and that's Enoch. Enoch walked with God. How many of you are here interested in walking with God? Well, Enoch teaches us some lessons today about walking with God. So if you'll open up your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 5 through 6, I want to read to you what the Word of God says. In Hebrews chapter 11, verses 5 through 6, it says that by faith Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had him taken away. For before he was taken away, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you again for your word, God. We know it's inspired, God. And God, we know it's alive, God. And your word, Lord, is truth that will just penetrate our hearts now. We pray, God, that your word would just uh, touch us in a way that would transform us, God, and to draw us closer to you. God, may our faith be inspired today encouraged today to believe you for even greater things in our life. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Bible says here in Hebrews chapter 11 that Enoch pleased God. It says he was commended as one who pleased God. Well, how did Enoch please God? How did this man please God? Well, we find the answer to that. We discover what it is all the way back in the Old Testament in Genesis chapter 5, verses 21 through 25. This is where we find out why Enoch pleased God. It says here in Genesis chapter 5, when Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. And after he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived 365 years. Enoch walked with God, then he was no more because God took him away. If you want to know the reason why that Enoch pleased God, it's because Enoch walked with God in faith. He walked with God in faith. So what is faith? What is faith? The Bible tells us in that same chapter, chapter 11 of Hebrews, in verse 1, that faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain for the things we do not see. If you want to put it in our terms today, you could define faith as this. 
Faith is the hope in God to do something that hasn't happened yet. You could define faith as faith is complete trust in God for the unseen. I'm just here to tell you today, friend, it's essential. It's essential for Christians to have faith. If you're going to unlock the power of God in your life, if you want to experience the supernatural miracles in your life, it's essential that you have faith in God. Having faith, walking in faith, not by sight, is the key to living the supernatural life. So Enoch, he teaches us some valuable lessons on what it means to walk with God. They're very simple. You can just read that scripture in Hebrews 11, and it tells you what those lessons are. The very first lesson is this. Anyone that comes to God must believe that God exists. If you're going to walk with God, you got to believe he's real. you got to have faith that God is real, that he really exists. The second lesson that Enoch teaches us is that God rewards those who seek after him, that God is a rewarder. I can walk with a real God who's going to reward me as I earnestly seek after him. That's the lessons that Enoch teaches us. And Enoch, he walked with God. He walked, he believed he could walk with God because he believed God was real and he believed God was personal. If you're going to walk with God, listen, if you're going to have a walk of faith with God, you have to believe that he exists. Lisa and I, we enjoy taking walks. We enjoy taking walks and she believes I'm there with her and I believe she's there with me. We, her presence there, it motivates me to walk. I don't like walking by myself. She doesn't like walking by herself. So we're there together. It's a personal walk with one another. I know she's there and she knows I'm there because she can hear me hassling in the background. <laughs> when we walk with God, when we walk with God, we have to believe he's real and that he's personal. And Enoch, he had faith in God, and he started to walk with God after his son was born. Now, I don't know if there's a connection there or not, that when he started having children, he felt like he needed to get saved. It could be. I don't know. But anyway, the good news is that whatever happened, Enoch decided it's time for me to walk with God. He says, I'm walking with God, and I hope and pray. Our prayer today, friend, is that everyone under the sound of my voice is that you're walking with God through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Are you walking with God? Are you walking with God? I hope and pray you are. Enoch walked with God. He walked with God. Here's the problem for most of us today. Most of us want God to walk with us. Enoch walked with God, but most of us want God to walk with us. I'm going to tell God what my route is and I'm going to tell him the way I want to go and then I'm going to invite him just to tag along and and he can kind of help me and he can kind of bless me here and there but I'm going to lead the way. That's the problem for most of us. We ask God to bless our homes and to bless our families and then we live contrary to the word of God. God's not going to bless that. We ask God to come into our churches and, and bless our churches and then we live our own way pushing God to the side. He's not going to bless that. We ask God to to bless the United States of America and then we push him out of every aspect of our society. God's not going to bless that. God wants us to walk with him. He wants us to walk with him and that's why we need to be in prayer. That's why we need to seek the Lord so we can discover where God is going and what he's doing and we can take his hand like Enoch and let God lead us as we walk with him because that's the key, walking with God. We have to walk with God. Are you daily walking with God? I'm talking to you, friend. Are you daily walking with God? 
If you're not walking with God, you're not pleasing God. Do you hear me? If you're not walking with God, you're not pleasing God. And you may have walked in here this morning, friend, and, and, and you've been away from the Lord. You used to be on fire for God or you used to have a relationship with him and things have kind of died out now. You walked in and you, and you know you're not walking with him. You're kind of the one leading the way now. You're telling God to tag along. Friend, you can change it all today. If you'll just surrender and say, Lord, you take control of the walk now. You lead the way now. And I promise you everything will begin to change again because God's in control so what does it mean to walk with God today in the New Testament? Well, we find out in 2 Corinthians 5.7 that we, 2 Corinthians 5.7 says we walk by faith and not by sight. This thing of walking with the Lord Jesus Christ is a walk of faith, not by sight. That means that faith involves your moving your feet. It's not a matter of just your lip service or, or just repeating things over and over and over again. Faith involves your feet moving. If you're going to believe God for something, you've got to step out and move your feet in faith and believe him to do it. And that's not always easy. But that's the walk of faith. And walking involves a series of steps, of ongoing steps. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God for 300 years. He walked with God for 300 years. 300 years of ongoing steps with the Lord. Isn't that awesome? What a powerful testimony. That just tells me today that walking with God is something that we need to do every day, all day, 24-7. That walking with God is not a one-time event. Walking with God is a lifestyle. The Bible says that the righteous live by faith. It's not a one-time thing where you come down here to the altar and you bow before the Lord with tears in your eyes and you invite him to come in to forgive you of your sins and ask him to give you a new life and then you get back up and you walk out the doors and you start walking like the world again. That's not walking with God. It's about getting up from your knees and giving your life to God and then giving him your hand and walking with him every day, walking with God, letting him lead you, letting him guide you, talking to you, just using you for his glory. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Walking with God is a lifestyle. That means that, that the Lord is part of your daily life. He's part of your daily decisions. He's part of your daily schedule. He's part of your daily plans. He's part of your daily relationships. You're walking with him hand in hand. You're walking with him step by step in the house. You're walking with him step by step at work. You're walking with him step by step at school. You're walking with him step by step when you go out on that date. You're walking with him. You're letting Jesus lead the way. I'm just reminded that as we study the life of Enoch that this thing about walking in faith is a lifestyle. Our problem is we think the Lord wants a Sunday morning visit and that's all. Well, I'll walk in on Sunday and I'll walk out, but I'm not walking the rest of the week. That's not how God wants it. God wants it to be every day, all day long that you're walking with him, walking with him. Are you walking with the Lord? That's what the Lord desires is for us to walk with him every day. Enoch walked with the Lord because the Lord is real. We walk with the Lord because he's personal. And he's personal God and he wants to lead us by his word. How do we, how do we let God lead us? By his voice. And how do you hear his voice? By opening up your Bible and reading it. Listen, if you're not reading the word, you're not going to have no faith. Because how do you get faith? You get faith by hearing the word of God. 
You may not understand it this morning, but right now, as I proclaim the word of God, there's something happening, and your faith is being built up right now. That's what the word says in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. In other words, God's word produces faith in your life. When you hear the word of God, it makes your feet want to move because you're trusting in the promises of God. Now, I think a lot of us can be guilty of this, that we'll tune in at nighttime or tune in first thing in the morning to the weatherman. We want to know what the weatherman's report is. And we go by the weatherman's words, and the words of the weatherman will de determine what you put on for today. The words of the weatherman will determine whether I carry an umbrella or not. The words of the weatherman will determine whether I put on a hat or not. The words of the weatherman determine if I put on a coat. The words of the weatherman determine whether I'm going to stay inside and watch a movie or I'm going to go outside and play basketball. The words of the weatherman determine what I'm going to do throughout the day. And we put our words in a man who's wrong half the time. What about trusting God? He's never wrong. He's never wrong. We can trust God because he's never wrong. Numbers 23, 19 says, God's not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak, not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? No, all of his promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, friend. You can have confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. God's word is truth, and when God says it, you can go ahead and take it to the bank because God's word produces faith. God's word produces faith. Yeah, I'm praying, but I want my prayers answered, and I got to have faith. My words, God's word, God's word produces faith. I remember a few years ago, my baby boy Lucas was much younger and smaller, and we visited an indoor water park in Charlotte called the Great Wolf Lodge. If any of you ever heard of it, raise your hand. Several of you have heard of this water park. It's on the inside. When you go inside... On one end, there's a little kitty area over there with some kitty slides and some little pails that dump water. And then over here on this side, they got some mega slides, super slides, fast slides. One of them's called the Howling Tornado. There's a reason why it's called the Howling Tornado. All you can hear is people howling when they go out that hole. And we were there, and, and we were there with Lucas and we were about tired of the kiddie side and we wanted to move over to the, to the big slide side and we wanted to ride the howling tornado but Lucas didn't have, he didn't want to have nothing to do with that. He was afraid. So we had to convince Lucas that if he got on the slide, it was going to be fun and he was going to be okay. And it took a lot of convincing. I mean, I remember just over and over trying to give encouraging words. I kept giving Lucas my word over and over. Looking, I'm not going to let anything bad happen to you. Over and over, I gave Lucas my word. Nothing bad is going to happen to you. I gave him my word over and over and over again that daddy's going to protect you. I gave him my word over and over again that we can do this together. I kept giving Lucas my word over and over again. I got this. Don't be afraid. Don't worry. We can do this. And Lucas finally, he finally, even though he was afraid, he finally trusted my words and he got in the tube to ride the howling tornado. That was a big mistake. They placed us in that tube there on the side of that slide and they tell you have fun. And then they pushed us over the side and 
and we went down one side of this funnel and we came about 30 or 40 feet in the air on the other side and it feels like the raft is getting ready to fall over and it just so happened that gravity would just keep everybody holding on. I couldn't do nothing with Lucas. And he was at the very top and I would give anything in the world if I had a picture of his face but it was something like this. And we came back down, and we, when we got down, the water pressure from that slide shot us out the end of that tunnel. We finally come to a stop. And Lucas, to add to the trauma, there he was, bless his heart. But to add to the trauma, he stood up, and the water had brought his pants down. <laughs> He's going to kill me. Now, you follow along with me. I'm going somewhere with this. Lucas moved his feet because he trusted my words. Lucas moved his feet to get in that raft because he trusted my words, even though it was not a good idea. How much more can we trust God's word? You can trust God, friend. You can always trust God. Listen to me this morning. This is for somebody. You can always trust God's word. His word is the same. It's never going to change. He loves you. He's with you. He's going to bring you through. He's right there by your side. You can stand on the word of God and you can trust him. You can trust him today. You might go on some wild rides, but he's never going to let you go. You might be going through a wild time and it feels like you're spinning out of control, but he's right there with his hand on you, friend. I know it may not feel like it, but he's there. Daddy couldn't, man will let you down, but God will never let you down. You can depend on him, hallelujah. And also we know that God is a rewarder. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, to walk with God, we must believe in faith that he exists and that, he, that we must believe that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. The Lord says, if you seek me, you will find me. And Enoch was rewarded with the presence of God in his life. He was seeking after him. Can you imagine what Enoch was experiencing in his life? I mean, every day he was experiencing the personal presence of God in his life as they walked together. And not only was he experiencing and re uh, rewarded with God's presence, but he was rewarded with God's power in his life. Power to walk a godly life for the glory of God. A power that made him a witness. How do I know he was a witness? Because the Bible tells me he was a witness. He received the presence and he received the power of God. Here's what I found fascinating about this message here about Enoch's life. Enoch walked with God. He had a choice to make. I can walk with God or I can walk with the world. But you cannot walk with both. And that's the problem today with too many Christians. They want to say they're walking with God, but they want to walk with the world too. And what happens is it destroys your witness. Enoch had a powerful witness, but when we walk and claim that we're walking with God, and in reality we're walking with the world, we're destroying our witness when we look no different than unbelievers, if you claim that you're walking with God today and you're cussing and you're drinking and you're sleeping around and you're lying and you're stealing, all you're doing is damaging your testimony. Enoch was, a re was rewarded power so he could live and be a witness for God. He was rewarded with power so he could walk a holy life, a life that was a light for God. And let me tell you something else about Enoch. He didn't have a private walk with God. He walked publicly with God. People knew that he was a Christian. There's no place in the church for secret Christians. And if you're the only one that knows you're a Christian, then you might not be a Christian. 
He didn't care. He lived in a society that was ungodly and wicked, but he didn't care. He still had a public walk with God. You want to know about Enoch? Oh, yeah, Enoch walks with God. The Bible says in Jude, the only other place found where it talks about Enoch, it says that he lived in an ungodly culture and he still walked with God. The Bible says in Jude that he preached about this to the men. This is what Enoch's message was. See, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones to judge everyone and to convict the, all the ungodly of all the ungodly acts they've done in the ungodly way. And all of the harsh words ungodly sinners have spoken against him. You see, in Enoch's day, he was living in a hostile, ungodly environment, people living contrary to the word of God. But there's something about Enoch that it would encourage all of us today that no matter how dark, no matter how ungodly, no matter how wicked it was, he could still walk with God. He could still walk with God. Yeah, I know there's some pressure coming in from the outside. I know what somebody might be doing down the road at their house. But you know what? Friend, we can still walk with God. Your testimony can still be that for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We can walk with God. No matter how dark it gets, you can still walk with him. We don't have to cave in to the pressures of this world. We don't have to give in to what's coming around us. We can walk with God. And we need some people today that will walk with God. We need some people that will walk with God. We live in an ungodly culture. It's getting wicked and it's getting darker by the day, friend. It, I'm telling you, friend, it is getting more darker by the day in our culture, but we can still walk with God. Will you walk with God? Will you walk with God? We need some people that will walk with God. We need some educators that will walk with God. We need some teachers that will walk with God. We need some students that will walk with God. We need some truck drivers that will walk with God. We need some nurses and some doctors that will walk with God. We need some law enforcement officers that will walk with God. We need some preachers that will walk with God. We need some daddies that will walk with God. Some mamas that will walk with God. Some granddaddies that will walk with God. Some grandmamas that will walk with God. We need some teenagers that will walk with God. We need some children that will walk with God. Will you walk with God today? Come on, will you walk with God? Walk with God in a hostile environment that's dark and ungodly. Will you walk with God like Enoch did? Listen, let it be the testimony of Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church that we walk with God, that we will not give in to the ungodly culture around us. Listen to me. God will never bless this church if we turn our back on him and live contrary to the word of God. Let it be our testimony that Mile of First PH Church, we're walking with God and we're standing with God. No matter what the culture looks like, no matter the pressure around us, we're going to walk with God. We're going to walk with God. We're going to depend on what God's word. We're going to stand on the word of God. He says a man and a woman are to be married, a man and a woman are to be married. He tells us that life is a gift from God and we shouldn't be killing people. Then we ain't gonna, we're not going to be aborting babies. We're going to stand. We're going to walk with God. We're going to walk in alignment and agreement with the word of God. We're going to take a stand. Will you take that stand? You're the church. I'm the church. Let's take a stand and let's walk with God. Not walking backwards, not going down, but always going with God, letting him lead the way. So we can experience the supernatural power of God in our life. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come and help me. 
you a little bit different than the first service. They've caught on to me. When I asked them would they walk and stand with God, they stood up and started clapping. They were ready to go. <laughs> so I'm taking it. You're giving me another hour. Just kidding. This is what hit me when I thought about Enoch's life. Can you imagine what this man experienced in his life? He experienced the personal presence of God. He experienced the power of God in his life. He experienced God's help in his life, God's direction in his life, and ultimately he experienced God's place. Because it says in the word that he was just walking alone, walking alone. I like what some scholars write, that God was having a conversation with him and said, Enoch, we're too far from your place. Why don't we go on to my place? So Enoch was taken away. Aren't you grateful that one day we're going to be taken away? Whew. We're going to be taken away. Go ahead, clap your hands for Jesus. I heard one man say one time, talking about Enoch's life, how you live determines how you leave. That'll preach. Are you living a life that's glorifying to God? Are you walking with God every day? It's a lifestyle. That determines how you leave. When you leave, are you going to go up? Be with Jesus in heaven? I pray everybody under the sound of my voice will be in heaven. Enoch was walking with God. And because he walked with God in faith, he experienced the power of God. Listen, I know we talk about healing and I know we talk about people being delivered and we talk about this and we talk about that. I want to see it. I've seen it already. I've, we had a lady standing here the other night, cancer free. We're still praying and believing for God. He does, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He still works miracles. But everything's hinged on this. To access His power and His promises... It all, it involves your feet. You walk by faith, not by sight. I was reminded of this. When we bought this modular unit behind the office over here, it came out of a school system. And it had this lighting set up in there that was sensor lighting. So when you walked in the room, the lights would come on. When you walked out, the lights would go out. And that's how it hit me. Man, the power's there. The light's there, but it won't come on until we get our feet moving. That's right. That we step out, we move, and that's when the power, and that's when the presence of God begins to work in our life. What, what do you need God to do today? What do you need God to do? Is he saying that maybe you need to take that first step and grab a hold of his hand and begin to walk in faith today, believe in him for things that have not happened yet? All I can tell you is, friend, if you want to experience the power of God in your life, it starts by walking with Him. And that happens by giving your life to Jesus Christ. Would you bow your heads with me, please, all across this place? If you're here this morning and you're not sure that you're on your way to heaven, you're not sure if you're walking with Jesus, friend, you know, you know, the Holy Spirit's already speaking to you now. You know whether you're walking with Him or not. 
But today you'd like to surrender your life. You'd like to invite him in. You'd like to accept Christ to be your Lord and Savior. Nobody looking around. If that's you today, friend, would you just lift your hand up right now and say, that's me. Would you pray for me, Pastor? Would you, would you be obedient to the Lord? God bless you. God bless you. Right there where you are, you can just say, Lord, I admit to you I'm a sinner. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. I believe that God raised him from the dead, and the Bible tells me that I'll be saved. So, Lord, I ask you to come and save me right now. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I repent. I turn. I turn away from those things in my life, and now I turn to you, and now I begin to walk with you, God. Save me. Forgive me. And thank you for giving me a home in heaven. If you prayed that prayer right now, friend, you're saved through the blood of Jesus Christ. And now you have a new walk, a new life.